Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Hello, my name is Michael, and I obsess. I come across something that grabs me, and I consume until I can't take anymore, and then I'm on to the next. Some obsessions last a week, others a lifetime. It is my intention to explore these obsessions with you as they occur while the passion is hot. Welcome to Eclectic Obsessions. Solo. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. With Anthony Daniels as C3PO. Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. R2D2 as R2D2. And James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Introducing Chewbacca's family, his wife Mala, his father Itchy, his son Lumpy, with special guest stars Beatrice Arthur, Art Carney. Diane Carroll, the Jefferson Starship, Harvey Corman, and an animated Star Wars story on the Star Wars Holiday Special. The Star Wars Holiday Special is a 1978 American musical science fiction television film set in the Star Wars galaxy. It stars the original film's main cast, Chewbacca's family, and introduces Boba Fett, who would appear in later films. 
It is the first official Star Wars spin-off film and was directed by Steve Binder. The special is notorious for its extremely negative reception and has never been rebroadcast or officially released on home video. It has, therefore, become something of a cultural legend because of the underground quality of its existence. It has been viewed and distributed in off-air recordings made from its original telecast by fans' bootleg copies and later adapted to content-sharing websites. I absolutely remember watching this as a child. I remember my excitement at the thought of more Star Wars, which over the course of the evening slowly changed to a sort of bemused detachment before finally giving over to boredom. I couldn't quite figure out how they'd gotten the movie so right and the TV so wrong. I was only nine years old, though. Now it makes perfect sense. But all these years later, my fascination with it has only grown. In the storyline that ties the special together, following the events of the original film, Chewbacca and Han Solo attempt to visit the Wookiee homeworld to celebrate Life Day. They are pursued by agents of the Galactic Empire, who are searching for members of the Rebel Alliance on the planet. The special introduces three members of Chewbacca's family, his father Itchy, his wife Mala, and his son Lumpy. The program also features the rest of the main Star Wars characters, including Luke Skywalker, C-3PO, R2-D2, Darth Vader, and Princess Leia, all portrayed by the original cast. The program includes footage from the 1977 film and a cartoon produced by Toronto-based Nelvana featuring the bounty hunter Boba Fett. A few scenes take place in space and in spacecraft including the Millennium Falcon and a Star Destroyer. The variety show segments and cartoon also take place in a few other locales, such as the Mos Eisley Cantina scene in the original film and a newly introduced red ocean planet known as Pana. The special starred Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader, David Prowse in archival footage as Darth Vader, B. Arthur as Akmena, Art Carney as Traitor Son Don, Diane Carroll as a Mermia Holographic, Jefferson Starship as a Holographic Band, Harvey Corman as Krellman, Chef Gormanda, and Amorphian Instructor, Mickey Morton as Mala, Paul Gale as Itchy, Patty Maloney as Lumpy, and archival footage of Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenny Baker, who played R2-D2 in the films, was not involved in the special. R2 was played entirely by a radio-controlled unit. In the credits, R2-D2 is credited by announcer Art James as playing himself. The names of Chewbacca's family were later explained to have been nicknames, their full names being Atichituk, Malatabuk, and Lumpawarump. On Life Day, Chewbacca, accompanied by Han Solo, is headed home to see his family. Along the way, the duo are chased by two Star Destroyers, but they escape into hyperspace. Meanwhile, on Kazook, Chewbacca's family is preparing for his return. Hoping to find the Millennium Falcon, his wife Mala runs a computer scan for starships in the area, but is unsuccessful. Mala contacts Luke Skywalker, who, along with R2-D2, is working on his X-Wing Starfighter. Oh, R2, look. It's Chewbacca's family. Here, keep working on it. Hello, Mala. 
Where's Chewbacca? Whoa, 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 wait a minute, one at a time. Yeah. Not now, R2. Oh, wait a minute, I don't like the looks of this. Let me get this fixed. Two. You're supposed to be watching that. In there. That ought to hold it, I think. What's up? Hey, Chewbacca. Yeah, well, bring him to the screen. I want to say hello to him. You, you don't know where he is? Oh, he's not there yet. Is that it? I can tell you is that uh, he and Han left here on schedule. If he's not there now, they're way overdue. There must have been trouble. R2, please, this is important. Now, now listen, calm down. I mean, you know how Han and Chewbacca are. Anything could have happened. They could have, they could have stopped off somewhere or been held up by an asteroid storm. Listen. I wouldn't worry about Chewbacca. I know him, and he hasn't missed a life day yet, right? Well, there you go. He's not going to miss this one either. It's just taking him a little bit longer to get there, that's all. He'll make it. Come on, don't look so worried. Now, Chewie's not going to want to come home to a house full of long faces, is he? Come on, Mala, let's see a little smile. Come on. There, that's better. Try to enjoy your life day. I gotta get back to this engine. I think we might have it solved. Um, R2, what are you doing? Oh, watch that, will you? Oh, look at that. Oh, no. It's all right. Nobody's perfect. Mala contacts Sandan, a local human trader. He tells her through a carefully worded message that Han and Chewbacca are on their way and should be arriving soon. Mala then attempts unsuccessfully to prepare a meal, the instructions of which are being aired via a local cooking show by an eccentric four-armed alien cook, Chef Gormanda, played by Harvey Korman. going to be preparing a very succulent dish called Bantha Surprise. It's only a very hearty, nourishing dish, but it's very economical too. So all those hungry mouths in your household will be going, yummy, yum, on that tummy tum, if you just follow along with me as I prepare this popular favorite. Now, today, I'm going to be using the tenderest cut of the Bantha, the loin. The loin is very tasty and serves four nicely. Of course, if your family has a hearty appetite, I would suggest then that old popular holiday favorite, the Bantha Rump. Mmm, very tender. We just slice into bite-sized morsels. But only you know the size of a bite in your family, eh? All right. Now it's time to put our chunks mm. 
into our pot. Nicely, nicely. Then we add a dash of legamo. Mmm, very good. Sprig of celandry. Mmm, very nice. Little bit of tertium, always nice. And, uh, mmm, tertium is nice. And just a little whisper of chelto. Oh, it's looking very nice. Uh, Guess what I forgot? Uh, a bit of the calorantrum root. Wonderful. Just adds that touch of piquancy. There we go. Very nice. Mm. Now we add enough liquid to cover. And guess what we are ready for now? The cooking. Step one, we stir the mixture. Stir, 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 stir. Stir, 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 stir. Very nice. Now, step two, while we're stirring, we also whip. So it's stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Let's try it again together at an increased tempo because precision is very important in this recipe and we do want to have a fine consistency, don't we? Slow and on the count of one. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. Come on, faster all together now. Cooking can be fun. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 whip stir. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. I have made the connection. You may speak now, if you wish. Mala, it's so good to see you. Happy Life Day. She says it may be a happy life day for you, but personally, she's seen happier ones. I don't want to tire the channels. So could you do me a favor and send either Chewbacca or Han Solo to the screen, please? She says that she would like to grant your request, but is quite unable to do so. You mean they haven't arrived yet? She says there has been no contact. Yes, I think I understand her message. That Imperial Patrol must be giving them more trouble than we bargained for. Mala, are, are you alone? If you would permit me. No, she says she is not alone. She's with a friend. Could he come to the screen, please? Good afternoon, ma'am. I'm Sondan, a local trader, a friend of the Rebellion, and a member of the Alliance. Good. Look, I know I can count on you to take care of my friends until their leader returns. You'll do that for me, won't you? Yes, indeed, ma'am. That's what I'm here for. She's expressing her warmth towards the trader. Look, I can see you're in good hands, Mala. I'll contact you again soon. <laughs> Now then, what's that I smell? Could it be some of those famous Wookiee-ookies? Back on the Falcon, Chewbacca and Han have just come out of hyperspace not far from Kazook. Han notices an increased Imperial presence, so they decide to land in an unguarded area to the north. As they enter the atmosphere, Lumpy hears the roaring of the ship. Believing Han and Chewie might be arriving, Mala opens the door, but instead finds two stormtroopers and officers. The Imperials force their way into the house. An officer orders a search for Chewbacca. 
As they search, San and the others attempt to distract them with food and Mala's music video box, which features a video by Jefferson Starship. When the music finishes, the head officer orders the search to continue. The head officer tells Mala to keep Lumpy busy while they search his room, so Lumpy, and the viewing audience, watches a cartoon on a view screen of one of his father's many adventures. During a search for a talisman, the Millennium Falcon crashes on the water planet of Pama. Upon landing, they run into Boba Fett, who claims to want to help them after saving Luke from a giant monster that attacks him from behind. What is it, Mr. I'm not sure. You saved my life. Thank you. You are alone. I have two droids. We've come in search of a ship that crashed near here. Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. The ship you seek is nearby. Are the Imperial troops near this planet? They are here, friend. And growing more powerful. How far away? Settle down. <laughs> all they do is eat. This is all we have, but uh, he's welcome to it. You are foolish to waste your kindness on this dumb creature. No lower life form is worth going hungry for. And I take it you have no love of the Empire. I don't. Well, neither do I. It will be easy to find the ship you seek. Follow me, friend. Don't you think it might be imprudent to trust him so quickly, sir? He's our only chance. And besides, he seems like a friend. Indeed. Friend is merely a term that is often misused. Did R2 say that? Words to that effect. They all board the Falcon, where Han has been infected by a mysterious sleeping virus caused by the talisman. Luke then contracts the virus as well. Fett and Chewie go into Pana City to get the cure. Once they get into the Imperial-occupied city, Fett instructs Chewie to stay behind while he gets the cure and contacts Darth Vader. On the Falcon, as C-3PO is caring for Han and Luke, R2-D2 intercepts the call between Vader and Fett, causing worry for C-3PO. Evading the Imperials, Fett and Chewie return to the Falcon with the cure. After everyone recovers from the virus, they learn of Fett's true allegiances. Fett blasts away in his jetpack, promising they'll meet again. Everyone then escapes from the planet and back to the rebel base aboard the Falcon. 
When the cartoon finishes, Lumpy works to create a translation device from his Amorphian machine that will fool the Imperials into returning to their base by faking their commander's voice. To do so, he first must watch the manual for the device, being presented by a malfunctioning, incompetent robot also played by Harvey Corman. While the Imperials are searching downstairs, the living room view screen activates, announcing that Tatooine is now being put under curfew by the Empire because of subversive forces. The video is announced as required viewing for all Imperial forces, and much of it features Akmena, played by B. Arthur, running the Mos Eisley Cantina. Akmena is approached by an admirer, Krellman, an amorous alien who has misunderstood something she said to him recently. When the Empire announces the curfew, Akmena announces last call, and when she is ignored, sings good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend, then homeward bound, friend, don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye. Just one more drop, friend, before we stop, friend. One more moment face to face. Next time you're dry, friend, try stopping by, friend, if there's a light in the place. We may not thrive, friend, but we survive, friend. We're alive, friend, you and I. So say goodnight, friend. <clears throat> Good night, but not goodbye. Lumpy uses this opportunity to put his plan into motion, faking a repeated call for the Imperials to return to base. They leave, but one stormtrooper stays behind and realizes that they were tricked. He finds Lumpy and destroys the machine, then chases Lumpy outside. As they both run onto the deck, Han and Chewbacca arrive. Chewie protects Lumpy as Han dispatches the stormtrooper. After they are reunited, an Imperial officer appears on the view screen, giving a general alert for the missing stormtrooper. San quickly responds that the trooper stole supplies and deserted. The danger averted, the family prepares to go to the festival at the Great Tree of Life. They hold glowing orbs and appear in space wearing red robes. Wookiees walk into a bright star and arrive at the Tree of Life where many are gathered, including C-3PO and R2-D2. Luke, Leia, and Han also appear. Leia gives a short speech and sings a song in celebration. 
Chewie remembers his adventures during the events of the original film. Finally, the Wookiee family sits around a table and bows their heads. mechanical beings and we're really alive so that we could share your feelings with you. Chewbacca! Chewbacca, we were so relieved to hear you were all right. All of you are an important part of my life, pal. I'm glad I could be here. This holiday is yours, but we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. Different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the tree of life. Star Wars and planning its potential sequels, Lucas imagined a film just about Wookiees, nothing else. According to Charles Lippincott, who was head of marketing of the Star Wars Corporation, CBS brought the idea of doing a TV special to him and Lucas. Although there is some dispute between those that worked at the company about this claim, Lucas was not heavily involved with the special and his name does not appear in its credits. Nonetheless, it was his idea to build an unsubtitled narrative around a family of Wookiees and their celebration of Life Day. Bruce Valanche, who was hired as a writer, was concerned about the challenges this decision would pose to writing and feared that the special would turn into one long episode of Lassie. Regardless, Lucas would not budge on the story. 
I think in his mind it was going to be like a Star Wars movie, but there was more money to be made in a big variety show because there was there was something so bizarre about the the idea of doing Star Wars with variety. So he um, he sold this to CBS, and uh, unfortunately, the central characters in this story were the Wookies, and the Wookies look kind of like me. And they don't speak any discernible language. They sound like fat people having orgasms. It's like, <laughs> trust me, I know. And that would be like, that's hi, honey, I'm home. So we had to have people with them at all times to translate what they were saying. And so we had like Art Carney as an intergalactic traveling salesman trying to sell Mrs. Chewbacca appliances. And it was all about... He was establishing the plot. Hi, where's Chewie? Oh, really? He's in the, the Y-winged fighter. Oh, and the troopers are following him. Yes, we hope he gets home safely. Uh, and the, the idea of the, the story was that there is a, a, a holiday called Life Day, which George had invented, and I think he hoped it would catch on like Festivus. <laughs> and... Um, uh, uh, Chewbacca had to get back to the Wookiee planet to celebrate Life Day. So Chewbacca was in a um, uh, the Millennium Falcon with uh, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Princess Leia, and they were all trying. They were trying to get him home for Life Day while avoiding Imperial tr troopers who were on their tail. The special went through two directors. The first, David Akamba, was brought in through an attempt to make us different from other variety shows, according to Lippincott. Akamba, a classmate of George Lucas at USC Film School, was unfamiliar with a multiple camera setup, which caused some problems. Akamba also felt that there was a divide between him and the producers, and chose to leave the project after finishing only a few scenes, including the cantina and Jefferson Starship. He was replaced by Steve Binder, whose only contact with Lucasfilm was a Wookiee Bible detailing how the species should look and behave. Stan Winston was hired to design the Wookiee family. The special was broadcast in its entirety only once, in the United States on Friday, November 17, 1978, the week before Thanksgiving, on the U.S. television network CBS from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, preempting Wonder Woman and The Incredible Hulk and on the Canadian television network CTV from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Star Wars Holiday Special has become notorious for its extremely negative reception, both by Star Wars fans and the general public. Anthony Daniels, in a documentary promoting the worldwide tour of Star Wars in concert, notes with a laugh that the Star Wars universe includes the horrible holiday special that nobody talks about. There's sort of one kind of rogue Star Wars element, which is the Star Wars holiday special. I wonder uh, what would... Can we cut tape? Cut tape now. This is not allowed... You promise. No, you... 
Uh, nobody was allowed to mention this. Oh, really? Have so you seen if, it? If I said it to, I've not seen it. If I said that to George Lucas, what would his face be like? Uh, 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 I think he'd leave the room. Oh, really? It was, I was in it. I was in it. I was there with the glowing globes and the Wookiees carrying them. Scary moment. They were treading on the little pea lights in the uh, black velvet flooring. It was quite weird. Carrie singing a cappella, very strange. I, I think it was, what was it? Uh, Ewok free, uh, no, they weren't inventive. It was uh, Wookiee Pride Day. <laughs> uh, you should see it. Uh, I have the script at home. It's about that thick and a, a black and silver thing. And I opened it the other day and I closed it because it was so unbearable. It was pretty bad, actually. Mm. It's in the kind of black museum of, of crap. So I don't, I don't think it will ever escape. So buy one, buy a, a, a pirated copy of because you ain't going to get it from Lucasville. Yeah, it's on YouTube, I think, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But you will die if you watch it. There's a special thing in the digital. Nathan Rabin of the AV Club wrote, I'm not convinced the special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine. George Lucas did not have significant involvement with the film's production and was reportedly unhappy with the results. However, Patty Maloney, who played Lumpy, stated in 2008 that Lucas was sent dailies of each day's shooting for approval. David Hofstad, author of What Were They Thinking? The 100 Dumbest Events in Television History, ranked the holiday special at number one, calling it the worst two hours of television ever. Shepard Smith, a news anchor for the Fox News Channel, referred to it as a 70s train wreck, combining the worst of Star Wars with the utter worst of variety television. On the review aggregator website Rotten Tomatoes, the film received a 33% approval rating based on nine reviews with an average rating of 3.5 out of 10. The special was ranked at number three in the five goofiest moments of the Star Wars mythos in the 62nd issue of UK's Star Wars magazine. TV Guide ranked it at number 11 on their 25 most hilarious holiday TV moments, mentioning that it was unintentionally hilarious. Both TV Guide and TV Land ranked the special at 59 on their top 100 unexpected television moments in a five-part special that aired from December 5th until December 9th, 2005. In a 2008 online poll on Christmas specials by the Pali Center for Media, the Star Wars Holiday Special was selected to be shown at the center by 59% of the voters, who selected five titles each. It beat A Charlie Brown Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, among others. George Lucas himself disliked this special. In a May 2005 interview, Lucas was asked if the film had soured him on working in television. He replied, The special from 1978 didn't really have much to do with us, you know. I can't remember what network it was on, but it was a thing that they did. We kind of let them do it. It was done by... I can't even remember who the group was, but they were variety TV guys. You let them use the characters and stuff, and that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but you learn from these experiences. The official Star Wars site states that the special delivered mixed results, and states that its highlight was the Boba Fett animated segment. The official site also says when referring to the fan interest in seeing the Wookiees on screen, the 1978 holiday special didn't cut it. The official site also refers to the Boba Fett animated segment as a cult classic. In 2006, Harrison Ford made an appearance on Late Night with Conan O'Brien and claimed to have never seen it. Star Wars, of course, came out in 1977, I believe. Huge international hit, one of the biggest hits of all time. Rocket sued a superstardom. 
Uh, and then shortly afterwards, mm -hmm. uh, a Christmas special came out that was produced by George Lucas in which all of the uh, participants in Star Wars were, were uh, <laughs> came together and they made this Star Wars Christmas special and the tape's been passed around for years and the rumors that Lucas is trying to suppress it because none of you look happy while you're making this thing. <laughs> and I thought I'd just ask you about it. Do you remember making this Christmas special? I think it was 1978. No, you don't remember it? You have no memory of this incident. No, none whatsoever. No memory of it at all. No, so no. it doesn't exist in your... No, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. No. What if I were to tell you that I had a little piece of tape right now? What if I were to roll that piece of tape? How would you feel about that? I wouldn't feel... <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. Maybe it'll be nice. <laughs> Go ahead. Roll it. <laughs> the Star Wars Holiday Special. Chewie, check and see if the coast is clear, will you? looked at you with with lust that was real affection <laughs> quasi affection yeah, yeah. yeah all right enough of our foolishness yeah. let's talk about <laughs> we have a clip here on the 2010 television program times talk new york times columnist david carr asked carrie fisher about this special she said that she made george lucas give her a copy of the special in exchange for recording commentary for the star wars trilogy so that she would have something for parties when she wanted everyone to leave. Hi, um, I was wondering if you could talk about the filming of the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> you know, I really don't remember except that song. I do. We celebrate our day of peace. This is a YouTube moment, isn't it? <laughs> And harmony. That's all I really remember, except thinking, what is Art Carney doing with the Wookiees? <laughs> I mean, that was, and that is actually, I did get it. I asked for that. I did something for George. So I bought a lamp for the rewrite, and for some other thing that I did, I think when I roasted him or something, I asked for a copy of the Christmas special because he couldn't get it because it's just so bad and he's taking it off the market. And I had it, I invited people over and we started to watch it and it is so bad, it's not good. I mean, it's painful. It's really, it's dental work. Since that first and only sanctioned airing in 1978, I have seen the Star Wars Holiday Special many more times. It's widely available online and absolutely worth a watch. There are two outtakes from the original film used in the special and of course the introduction of Boba Fett. I can't guarantee you'll like it as much as I do, but I've been obsessed with it for years.
Thank you for listening to Eclectic Obsessions. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave me a review. All five-star reviews will be read on the show. You can follow the show on Facebook at Eclectic Obsessions, on Twitter at Eclectic Obsess One, on Instagram at Eclectic Obsessions Podcast, and on YouTube at Eclectic Obsessions. I'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to email the show at ecobpod at gmail.com. We'll be back in two weeks with a new eclectic obsession. Wonder Woman, starring Linda Carter, and Incredible Hulk, starring Bill Bixby, will return at their regular times next Friday evening on most of these stations. Where are you? Oh, there you are. Well, if you come over here, you'll find a wonderful surprise. You'll have to plug into the central computer to hear what it is. That's right. No, it's not a phase letter. It's your Christmas present. The Quaver Converter isn't complete yet. It isn't finished. Lock in your circuits again quickly.